You're listening to How They Did It and Why, where we learn from the experiences of others. So guys, today um, it's going to be really interesting because if you remember, last week I had an actor on, um, his name's Antonio, and we were talking a lot about the acting industry. We shared some tips for people who want to get into acting. We talked about, too, the business behind acting and how there's a lot of work behind the scenes one really has to put in if they want to be a successful actor. Now, for some people, people acting is like kind of a side hustle thing that they do for me that's where I fit into it I'm an actress as well and I kind of just use that as one of my like things in my arsenal okay but some people say you know what I want to really take this a step further I want this to be my career and you may be transitioning from one career into acting so today I have someone who is going to talk with us especially about that and his name is Christopher Gaunt hello (laughs) thanks for having me yes thank you so much for being here so you know i we talked a little bit about this beforehand that you really spent a significant chunk of time in a totally different career tell me about that i did i'm not going to give you my age either but (laughs) uh, you know when i went out of college i got hired by a really large company and i spent 30 over 30 years working for a very very large company and i loved every minute of that So I managed a bunch of people across North America, the US, Canada, Puerto Rico, was responsible for a really large business segment for many years, flying all across, you know, hopping on planes, trains, automobiles every week for over 30 years. And I just love that. But I knew that, you know, when I had a chance to proactively bail out of that environment on my own choice, when I wanted to do that, and I had kind of a certain age in mind. I was able to do that, fortunately. So I'm very lucky to be able to be in a position to do that right. so that I could act, write, and produce full time. So it has been 36 months, literally nonstop, morning, noon, and night. And it's 10, 16 p.m. Eastern time, my time, and only 7, <laughs> 16 your time. And we're still going strong. And that's what us actors do. We just go roll and go, go, go. It's been nonstop for 36 months. Wow, that is incredible. So, and I hear what you're saying. You don't even have to tell people your age because I would never guess that you had another career for 30 something years. You do not look old enough to to do Thank that. You. But um, so, wow. So this has basically been the past couple of years that you transitioned into acting. What was the hardest part of transitioning from like, you know, the nine to five sounds like a very corporate type job yeah. into what you yeah. do now? Well, the good thing is the business world that I was in was very demanding. It was like every day, the analogy was it's Super Bowl Sunday every day. So Mm. I tried to adapt uh, that and adopt that mentality right away when I launched into the entertainment world full time. So again, acting, producing and writing. So I felt like from a transition standpoint, that was pretty fluid. But, you know, the entertainment world is very different than the traditional business world in so many different ways. There's lots of uncertainty. Uh, there's gap time. So you have periods of time where you're incredibly busy and then other times where you have to create your own opportunities. So I think in the business world, it was a little different because every day I knew pretty much what I had to get done from a project standpoint mm-hmm. or managing people or working with people and working with accounts. But in the entertainment world, oftentimes you're creating your own opportunities, which for me is great. That's been a blast. So there really is no downtime. I mean, you create your own opportunities, you create your own work ethic, you create your own hustle, and you work like there's no tomorrow. And that's one of my mottos. I mean, do what you think you can't. So for me, it's been a pretty easy transition because I had that work ethic already. 
and that right. mindset and that go, go, go mindset. I think if I didn't have that, it would have been a tough sled because this, as you know, is not an easy business. I agree 100%. You know, something that I've noticed just from a little bit that I've been in the industry is the people who kind of have that little bit, you know, the business background, I feel like they go farther, faster, just because of the work ethic. And, yes. you know, I don't want to, you know, sound bad or, or anything, but, you know, a lot of people, sometimes when you're a more creative person, you mm -hmm. tend to kind of procrastinate on sticking to deadlines and, you know, setting goals and like pushing, 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 you're more artistic, you know, just more of like a free flow type of person. No. Yeah. So I would definitely say that would be something that, you know, I would say as a, as advice to people as well is you got to adapt that business hustler mentality and basically think of yourself as an actor, as a product and how are you going to market yourself to all the different agencies and pitch, you know, like you said, you're also a producer and everything. So how are you going to mm -hmm. pitch your project? It has to be investable. You have to be yeah. an invest investable, um, your, whatever product or project you're presenting has to be, you know, investable as well. So I, I would really tell people if you want to expedite your your experience kind of adapt that mindset you hit it right on the head and i think <laughs> for if, especially your young listeners not necessarily young in age mm -hmm. some may be young in age some may maybe middle-aged like myself but if you can adapt that mindset and adopt it right away that it's a business to be clear it's entertainment and it's creative and it's a blast and it's a little more free, I think, than the structured business world in some ways, but nonetheless, it is a business. Yeah. So if you treat yourself like you're the boss, like you're the CEO managing your own business, I think particularly for your younger actors that are just getting started, um, if they adopt that mindset right away that it is a business, mm -hmm. they'll go farther, faster. So um, yeah, that's a great tip and great technique. Yeah, for sure. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to kind of ask you just one thing that you feel that you have done to, you know, to make that transition from being, you know, um, in the corporate world to being a established actor, you know, in SAG and everything. What is sure. the one thing or one business move type thing that you did that you would encourage other people to do? I think the number one thing I did is to manage your career don't think and don't lean on someone else to manage your career. You manage your career like you're the CEO, the chief executive officer of your own business. So think of, in this case, Chris Gaunt is his own brand. It's my business. So if it were my business, and it is, how would I run that every day? Mm -hmm. And the way I run that every day is I act like there is no tomorrow. So for me, every day is Super Bowl Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I really try to press myself and do the things that I think I can't. So do what I think I can't do. And that develops, helps me develop that mindset to go for it, be incredibly prepared and act like there are no second chances. And you take the swing at the plate. If you get the gig or if you get the producer role or if someone latches onto your script, great. If not, you dust yourself off and on you go again. There's always tomorrow. Right, right. You just have to keep it moving. Keep, keep, keep going. it moving. Yes. Sure. Never stop, especially with COVID. Don't stop just because it's a global pandemic, which is super serious. Go, go, go. People are creating every day. Look at you. I mean, you did something else before today and now we're talking now. You've had a long full day and here you go. I love that. I love that <laughs> hustle. I just love that hustle. That's how you move ahead. And anything. So. 
you're so yeah. right. And and yeah. thank you. You know, you have to be adaptable. You have to, you know, figure out what the strategy is. You know, how am I going to get this role? And, you know, how am I going to market myself? And, you know, what producers do I want looking at my stuff and actively engage with them? You know, you yes. just got to figure it out. Almost going to give you yes. a blueprint. Now, um, you've had some pretty interesting um, roles just in yes. your, you know, transitioning for the past 30, 36 months. But of all the roles that you have played in the past or thus far, yeah. which would you say is your favorite? Oh, there's so many. And I've been really lucky. And I don't think it's lucky. It's just a lot of hard work and a lot of hustle. But I was actually on the West Coast in October and I had a chance to bring my wife. Uh, she came to Burbank with me. So we flew into LA. It was a blast despite COVID. And I worked with a woman who's been in the industry for over 40 years. Her name is Diane Franklin. And she's best known for The Last American Virgin. She's done the Amityville movie. She did Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. She's the sweetest actor on the planet, hard worker. And she rolls a lot like I do, extremely enthusiastic, extremely prepared, very gracious on set. So it was a little short film that she agreed to do, which we were thrilled that I was producing and acting in called The Fire Nebula. And she said, you know what? I really don't know if I feel comfortable coming to the East Coast. And we said, okay, we'll come to you. So our little crew, we got on a plane, uh, I took my wife with me, we flew into LA and I spent six or seven hours with her on set. We uh, hammered out the scene. It was a very intense scene and she was great. So I think after that, my wife and I, as we were coming back from that, she said, you know, you just held your own with an actor, in this case, an actress that's been in the business for over 40 years. And we were going toe to toe in that scene in a great way. And I love her. She's fantastic, super gracious. And to me, I thought, man, I know I need to be doing this. This is something I really feel comfortable and I want to do this forever. And I've had a bunch of other parts, but that one really stuck out. Wow. Wow. So you just yeah. totally went for it. Now that's again, impressive it. to me because, you know, I'm not sure, but did you have prior to, you know, these past 36 months, did you have acting experience before yes. that? Yes. So um, I started when I was 12, believe it or not. And okay. I am the, I am a sports junkie. So I had to make a decision as a very young boy slash man, do I want to donate and dedicate all of my time when I'm not academically focused on acting, which I loved or athletics and right or wrong as a young man, I chose athletics. So I chose football, basketball, baseball, tennis, golf. I participated in all those still work out every day, love to coach still, but always in the back of my mind, I went back to doing theater and plays. I just loved it because to me, as even as a young kid, that reminded me of that esprit de corps that you get on a football field or on a baseball field or in any other athletic. To me, that represented a team approach, that esprit de corps, working really diligently on a project in a relatively short amount of time, having to come together and be super prepared if you wanted to win and achieve something. So I thought those are really good lessons that I want to carry into this world too, kind of mm -hmm. have that athletic team mindset. So for me, it was kind of an easy transition. But to answer your question specifically, I knew, I knew when I was 12 mm. that when I had the chance to do this for the rest of my life, that's what I wanted to do. And I've always talked about film, always talked about shows that I'm watching, diving into it, dissecting it. How would I have done that differently? How would have I acted in that scene? How would I have directed that scene? How would I have produced that movie or that film? So it's been something that's been tugging at me for a long time. So now I can finally do it full time. 
Oh, that's awesome. So it's something that yeah. was really in your heart and now you had the opportunity to do it. That's encouraging for people to hear because I think that's a lot of people's story. We're like, oh, you know, because it's, it's something about being an actor. There's a little bit of uncertainty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, sure. oh, this is going to work lot. out, you know, <laughs> and everything. So, you know, kudos for, for taking the leap. That's encouraging. Um, Okay, guys, so I want to actually share um, one of the my favorite roles that I saw you in, which was I got to take a look at kind of like some of your stuff on your reel and everything. And um, I wanted to share this one with you guys. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, so guys, if you are watching on YouTube, and if you're not, if you're listening on podcast, we can get a second, just go ahead and pop over here and take a look see. So this is Chris's YouTube channel where he has like, you know, his reels and everything. And that's really a great idea because you always want to be able to send people someone where they can actually like check you out in action, like the projects that you've done so they can really see what you can do. I know, I know you're not a kid anymore, sorry. I didn't mean for it to come out like that. It's just, I've seen this play out before. You know, the Carter's girl. She had a name. I know. I've seen it play out with Sam. Yeah, so I really um, like that scene because I think what I liked about that, and then I'm going to ask you a ton of questions about that particular sure, movie, yeah. but just Fire the well. scene in particular is, I like how the, the you're playing the role as a father and you're really trying to like, I guess almost do kind of like an intervention type thing with your daughter, you know, see mm -hmm. what's going on in her life. She seems to be going going through um, a troubled time. And I think yes. that's important because, you know, there's, you know, sometimes in society, a disconnect between parents and their older children. And I yes. know that this daughter was already 21 years old and some parents would just say, okay, well, they're an adult now. So whatever, yeah. that's their life. Maybe they don't even live with them anymore. You know what I mean? But I yes. think that was nice that you were in that role and showing that, hey, you know, I care about you and is everything okay? So was yeah. that a movie that you um, produced or tell me just a little bit about it? Yeah, so the gentleman that uh, wrote that scene and produced it is a guy named Logan Rando and he has a, a production company. He's about 30 years old. So an incredibly young creator that I've worked with a bunch of times. And so it's Logan Rando Productions. It is in upstate New York. And this is a scene that I worked with a young actress. Her name is Alexandra Doggett, and she's fantastic. I had a chance to work with her in a small independent film, a black and white film about her playing an Italian girl coming to America in the early 1900s. So we linked up again on set doing this uh, little film, which was fantastic. And the coolest thing about this film was, first of all, she's a really talented actress. She's a great theater actress, as well as film. But I have a daughter her exact same age. Oh, so nice. when I was sitting next to her for you know eight hours doing the scene in about a 90 degree day when the air conditioning broke in this place that we <laughs> filmed it. So we were both hot. It was a long day to be that close to someone in a very close quarters. <laughs> I thought, you know, if this were my daughter, how would I handle this scene? So I was able to put myself in that mindset right away. Mm -hmm. And literally my daughter and Allie are exactly the same age. And then I have a son three years younger than Allie and my daughter. So. I've had those discussions, not this exact discussion, but I've had really intense, deep um, discussions, some better and more successful than others with my own kids. So I thought as a dad with two kids, one daughter, one son, I could put myself in that position as I prepared for the scene so I could really bring it with Allie. And I thought, uh, I like you, that's one of my favorite scenes I've done in, in over three years. I love that scene. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. That really, she's a really, she's a really sweet actor too. Really, really nice. Yeah. Just really good scene, you know, really, Mm -hmm. really good. Just solid acting in that too. Everything was very like both of you guys. I mean, she's really believable. So are you. So I think that was awesome. Okay guys. So another thing that I have mentioned um, several times here on the podcast for actors who want to get into the business is having a rock solid IMDb page. So right now we are on Chris's IMDb page and I really like it because this like when you go to his imdb page you know that you're on like a big time actors page i guess i would say like it it looks good you all your links work you've got tons of photos up here 32 probably more than 32 you got some videos up here and yes I also like that you have your movie posters up here because that really makes a difference too because it's the movie posters, they give people a little bit of information about what's going on and it just looks professional when you have those up there. So again, he's got all of his filmography there and you know he's been doing this just the past couple of years, but look how much stuff he has in his filmography already versus I've seen people who've been like, yeah, I've been doing this for 10 years and they got like one or two things up there yet they've been in a ton of movies. But so they're basically what I'm saying is they're not advertising themselves properly. They're not actually putting all their credits where they need to be. So this is really, really a rock solid IMDb page. So definitely if you guys are watching this, I'm going to have the link to this um, in the description and you can definitely check out his page and really take a look so you can see like what your page should actually have. So I have a great couple of great tips if you want them. Oh, yes, please, please. So as you're scrolling scrolling through that, I mean, that doesn't just happen magically. So I think, again, as being a CEO and owner of your own business, think about how can you best market yourself? So you want to put your your best pictures there that focus on you. You're the actor in those films. And you want to make sure that you get those posters, that artwork from the films that you've done. Fortunately, for many of these films I've produced, Mm -hmm. so I've been able to get the artwork. And the other thing I would mention is be relentless (laughs) with your uh, creators. If they've hired you for an acting gig, make sure that you get your reel and make sure that they either input you and your role onto IMDb, or you can do that yourself with their permission. So once you learn how to do that, and it takes about 20 minutes to log in and get all that information on a movie up and into IMDb. And once you do it once or twice, you totally get the hang of it. It's super simple. Even I can do it. And a lot of these films, I just took the bull by the horns and said, I'm going to load these up with the permission, of course, of the folks that created the film if I wasn't in charge of those films. That way, you're constantly beefing up your resume and your IMDb credits which looks good and it also looks like you're a working actor or producer or writer or whatever you're doing in this entertainment business. But take control of that yourself. Don't assume someone's gonna do that. And again, hound them relentlessly to get those credits up and to get your reel, your portion of your scene so that you can add that to your individual acting reel where oftentimes you won't get it. You make so many very good points. I mean, for me um, being like a a part-time actor, I can say 100% that I have definitely had to do that. I have had to hunt people down. I have entered some myself, just like you said, because I'm like, I want the credit, you know? And for me, I had to do a lot of collaborative projects kind of to start. So for the collaborative projects, you really have to be like, look, you have to get 
me my stuff like (laughs) you know you just have to do it so very good I mean thank you so much for sharing that that really is important for people to hear so I hope everybody will um take that to uh heart for sure um now there is a couple other questions that I actually had for you which you know and I really am so thankful for you doing this today because it's going to be so encouraging for so many people. But we mm-hmm. kind of talked in the beginning, you know, you said, hey, you know, I kind of got into, you know, um, a- acting, you know, you were interested in it since about yeah. the age of 12 and everything. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is what really attracted you to the career of being an actor and what type of roles do you like to play? Oh, yeah. Well, again, <laughs> like I said, since I was a little boy, I mean, I've been a film junkie, film and television junkie. And uh, we were affectionately referred to in our family when we get together and have guests over as the rerun family, because after, you know, plus three to exchange and we're hanging out, we'd immediately, myself, I'm the oldest of four kids, we'd immediately go into what movies had we'd seen, what television shows were we really digging at that time, and we just go deep dive in it. So the people around us either could come with us or their eyes would glaze over, but we would go deep. <laughs> on all that. So I just love that. So I knew that that's what I wanted to do, and that carried over into adulthood. And then when I could have the chance to do that and proactively do it, I made the jump. Um, and the roles I like to do are the roles that you maybe when you look at me, wouldn't think I like to do. So I kind of have like that all American look, that guy next door look, so I'm told. But I love the edgier looks. There's a film I did that's the uh, title um, photograph on my reel in IMDb called Daydreams of a Drowning Girl, where I'm in horribly abusive verbally and physically abusive uh, husband to a much younger wife and I didn't like the abuse part obviously but I think it was good to bring awareness to that and how that could harm someone obviously but being able to stretch a little bit and be a character that I'm totally not like at all Mm -hmm. I've been married for 30 years I'm a stable guy I have a wonderful wife two dogs and two kids that I adore so to be able to strip all that away and play someone that's totally the antithesis of who I am That's why I became an actor. I don't always want to play the nice dad, you know, the guy next door with his perfect wife and perfect kids. I want to play some grittier roles and some roles that really allow me to stretch. And that's why it's fun being an actor. You get to pretend and be someone else. And that to me is um, enthralling. It's thrilling. And it's, again, someone I'm not. So it's, and that's why I think a lot of us like to act. We can jump into someone else's skin for a few days, hours, weeks, months, and be someone else. Yeah, that's why I think that's great because, you know, you learn something because a lot of the characters, you know, you research them and, you Mm -hmm. know, to figure out how do I bring. So it's a learning thing. But that's for me. Mm -hmm. I like learning, you know, like about different people and things like this. I'm like, oh, that's now for me, though, I have to say I always wanted to be in like a Marvel film. Hey, hey." (laughs) (laughs) being a superhero, like like, that would be so cool. And like do stunts. I I took a couple of stunt classes, like just for fun ones. Like, oh, this would be great. But I'm just we'll looking see. at you. You'd be a great superhero. You'd be an awesome <laughs> superhero. Yeah. And I mean, one of the roles I want to do is I love athletics. So I'd love to be, you know, I'm getting a little too old to be a football player anymore, but they can, they can age me down a little bit, but either be a coach on an athletic team or mm-hmm. one of those guys where it's my last hurrah, something athletic. Cause I work out every day anyway. Why not get paid to do it and have fun doing it? So right. like you say, you know, go for the roles that you really dig, the ones that you really can get into Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm acting, which hopefully I'll act for another 30 years, God willing, I want to stretch, 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 stretch. Don't get comfortable and complacent. Don't get typecast. Do roles that and yeah. purposely apply and audition for roles that throw you out of your comfort zone to make you stretch. 
That is such a good point. That is yeah, such fun. a good point. I love that. Now, with the acting industry, and I want to just kind of touch on this a little bit. Another thing about it, and I'm, I don't know if you had these experiences yet, is sometimes there's a lot of, you know, like dishonesty. Sometimes there's some shady things, you know, happening mm-hmm. on set. What do you think? I, For me, it's like honesty is always the best policy. But what do you think? Do you think honesty is always the best policy? And what has been your experience with how you, you know, present yourself, you know, in that in that way. Yeah, I'm doing a, uh, I'll get to your question. First of all, to answer your question, absolutely, unequivocally, honesty is the best policy, you know, whether it's in this field or anything, I think I'm a proponent of that. So I agree 100% with what you just said. And in any interview I do, press interviews, television interviews, I always start off as I'm basically an open book, whether you like that or not. I really don't have anything to hide. So I feel really good about that. So ask me any questions and I'll do my best to answer them in an honest fashion. Mm -hmm. And that way you're not remembering, gee, what did I say in this interview or what did I not say? And um, I couldn't do that. I'm not, that would be way too stressful for me. I just cannot handle that. So I'm just going to shoot straight. And if that's good with people, fine. And if not, that's fine too. So I do believe that. And that's the way I'm going to operate. I operated that way in the business world. I've operated like that in my personal life and I'll operate like that in the entertainment industry. I think to me, that's the best way to operate. I'm an open book and ask me anything. I'll do my best to uh, answer that question openly and honestly. I love it. I love it. It's so true because, you know, I think sometimes, you know, when actors are first getting into the industry, they think, you know, I got to like be this totally different person. It's like, yeah, you're going to be embodying those different roles that you play, but you still want to be true to yourself, who you are as a person. And like you said, if you're not, then you're trying to remember, what did I say here? And what did I tell this person? You can't keep up. And then you're going to just look bad. And then you lose, you know, you got to have your own character and stuff behind everything that you do. So for me, that's been an important one too, especially for females you know mm-hmm. I, I like to encourage them like that like you know don't feel like you gotta do something or, or go out with some guy just because you know you feel mm-hmm. that that's gonna help you or something and you know your job and your work product will always speak for itself and i think um, your experience is definitely definitely said that so really well said and even having said that i'm thrilled to be executive producing this feature called follow her which is a psychological thriller that the world will be able to see probably by fall or winter of 2021, but it's a female helm creation. So a gal named Sylvia Kaminer, two-time Emmy award-winning director. Mm-hmm. And the woman who wrote it is Danny Barker. She's a Canadian. Sylvia now lives in Florida, but she's a director. So she's bouncing all over the place. But I had a chance to work with these two women, incredibly powerful alpha females that are incredibly great creators. They've been working this project for three or four years and I've loved working with them because we're all so tight and open and honest with one another. So mm-hmm. we never hold back in a very professional way. And I've been working with these two ladies for 44 weeks, six, seven, eight, nine, 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 10 times a day we're chatting on getting this movie launched. So launching a big independent movie is a big job. And without that collaborative effort, it would not get done. So I wanna to continue to support diversity in the industry, whether it's mm-hmm. male, female diversity. It's not just skin color all the time either. And of mm-hmm. course, that's extremely important. But working with two female creators the last 44 weeks has been one of the best experiences of my professional life. It's been amazing. And that wow. just adds texture to the entire project. And they did a great job casting 
the, the, the actors and crew, it's an incredibly diverse cast. And again, not just diversity in terms of skin color, but diversity in terms of thought, where people are from, their backgrounds. And that's made such a richer process because of that and it's such an enjoyable project. So there's my plug for being more inclusive in this industry. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Wow, that is incredible. Well, I am excited about that. That sounds like an awesome movie. Who doesn't love a good psychological thriller? Those scary, are always but not great. too scary, not a lot yeah. of gore, but enough <laughs> gore to have you peeking under your cover. So, uh, right, I think really right. Nice. Yeah, I definitely can do the horror side, but this, that's <laughs> where that's like my lane, you know, where you're at with that. So, well, when you um, get that all wrapped in everything, please yeah. come back and, and share with yeah. us, you know, some things and, and sure. we can talk about it once it premieres and everything yeah. um we also do movie reviews here on the channel oh great I love yeah yeah, yeah. Em and i do that so that'll be awesome it was shot in new york we got the last scenes in right before covid shut down new york city a week before covid shut down nyc wow. and now it's in post-production in where you're living in la okay. and uh, we're about three quarters of the way through post and then it's all about marketing and selling the film and letting the world enjoy it so that'll happen again I'm knocking on wood here by fall, winter of 2021, the world will be able to see it. It's called Follow Her, a really good, intense, well done psychological thriller that should have you on the edge of your movie seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a fun awesome, one. awesome. Wow. Well, hey, Chris, this has been awesome. I want to thank, thank you, you so much, much for, for sitting down and sharing your knowledge yeah. on all of this from transitioning into a new career to the projects that you're working on and encouraging, yeah. you know, um, anyone who wants to get into acting. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you're a terrific interviewer. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> good luck with your podcast. Thank you for doing this for the entertainment industry. I think we need this shot in the arm now, especially with COVID. We need a bright young face like yours with a great <laughs> smile cheering us on. So thank you so much. You are really, really nice to talk with. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate that. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you all so much for listening to How They Did It and Why. I hope this information has been helpful to you. Thank you so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. Take care.